Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Thursday, December 1st. On this date in 1955, it was a landmark day in the civil rights movement. Black seamstress Rosa Parks was arrested. Her crime? She refused to give up her seat to a white man on a Montgomery, Alabama bus. The arrest sparked a year-long bus boycott. And on this date in 1988, the very first World AIDS Day was held. Daysoftheyear.com tells us that since the discovery of the human immunodeficiency virus, more than 35 million people have died. We remember them on this World AIDS Day and continue hoping for a cure that will conquer the disease once and for all. Now let's head over to the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center for your forecast. And good Thursday morning to you. Meteorologist Joey Sovine here on a clear sky start, but cooler start on our Thursday. Temperatures out the door in the 40s, down over 20 degrees compared to yesterday morning at this time. It's going to be a slow climb. We'll get up into the low to mid 50s by lunchtime, mid to upper 50s for highs this afternoon. Mostly sunny, beautiful, but certainly much cooler today. We do begin a warm up after a chilly start at 40 tomorrow morning. We'll be in the mid 60s, few more clouds around on Friday, but dry 75 on Saturday. Then on Sunday, we'll go back down in the 60s. There's a small chance of a shower both Sunday and Monday. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast from the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Morning Y'all is sponsored by MUSC Health. Join a team that's changing what's possible. MUSC Health is hiring for all locations and various positions, including radiology, path and lab, maintenance, and a number of other professions. Find out more about the competitive pay rates and benefits or review a more comprehensive list of current openings at muschealth.org careers. MUSC Health, changing what's possible. And here are your Thursday news headlines. We're expecting local and federal investigators to head back to Johns Island this morning after a massive fire sent an apartment complex that's under construction up in flames. The Charleston Fire Department fought to put out that huge fire on Fenwick Hall Alley just after 6.15 last night. The fire and the response from first responders shut down Maybank Highway for hours. Our Molly McBride joins us live from that site now. So Molly, what can you see out there this morning? Katie, right now there are no flames showing from the scene of last night's fire. And as you can see behind me, the road leading up to that scene is currently blocked off. Charleston fire crews said when they arrived, they found a three-story building completely engulfed in flames. And the fire was spreading to a second structure as well. As crews were working to put out the fire in that second structure, officials say the first building collapsed. They say the fire also spread to a nearby leasing building, but firefighters were able to control it. Fire officials say the apartment complex under construction has multiple buildings that are in various phases of construction, and they say no one was hurt. Charleston Fire confirmed that an agent with the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives will be assisting in the investigation. However, they didn't confirm whether the fire was intentionally or accidentally set. Reporting live on James Island, I'm Molly McBride, Live 5 News. Thank you, Molly. Well, police are investigating after a shooting in North Charleston. It was on Atkins Street, which is off of Rivers Avenue near Durant Avenue, just before 11 last night. Police were notified of someone trying to break into vehicles in that area. When officers got there, they found the person 
who called and a man who was dead from a gunshot wound. Now, they say that uh, at this point, they're reviewing all evidence in the case and are consulting uh, with the solicitor's office and the coroner. They say this is an active investigation. North Charleston police are also working to find out more about a bank robbery. According to police, just after 1 p.m. yesterday, officers were called out to the CPM Federal Credit Union on Montague Avenue. Police say the suspect went into the bank and passed a note to the teller demanding money. Authorities tell us the suspect then left with an undetermined amount of cash and ran off toward Spruill Avenue. That investigation is ongoing. A Charleston man is now out on bond after deputies say he put a gun to his wife's head. Deputies say Lee McCaskill is charged with domestic violence of a high and aggravated nature after the incident on Ashley River Road. Officials say McCaskill threatened his wife. She was able to escape to a nearby body shop. The Charleston Animal Society is treating a dog with second and third degree burns that was abandoned at a West Ashley apartment complex. The shelter is also offering a $5,000 reward for information that leads to an arrest and conviction in the case. Abandoning an animal is a misdemeanor and inflicting harm on an animal is a felony. According to state law and depending on the information that comes out in this case, punishment could carry jail time and fines. The Animal Society says a police officer found that miniature schnauzer in a crate in the parking lot of the Palmillo Apartments just two days before Thanksgiving. Anyone with information should call the North Charleston Police Department. Orangeburg County Sheriff Leroy Ravenel says the mother of a missing five-year-old child was shot to death and officers say they now want to find the little girl's father as they continue to search for her. This is all part of the investigation into the disappearance of five-year-old Aspen Jeter. 46-year-old Crystal Jumper was found dead on Thanksgiving Day. Ravenel spoke briefly about the case yesterday. The sheriff was asked when the mother died, and while he said the autopsy didn't reveal that, he also said that she may have been uh, dead for several weeks. Orangeburg County Sheriff's deputies were called to the home on Louise Drive when they say they found her body inside the home and discovered her five-year-old daughter, Aspen, was still uh, was missing from the home. The Amber Alert, we tried to, um, to get the Amber Alert from uh, the second that we know that this child was not at the house. Uh, it did not meet the criteria then, and it still doesn't meet the criteria. So that's, uh, we, we definitely wanted to put out an Amber Alert, um, but um, it, it didn't meet the criteria. So that's where we're at, we at now. It didn't stop us from getting the information out. Ravenel said on Sunday, law enforcement received a hit on a surveillance camera at a department store parking lot in the Fayetteville, North Carolina area, where a man was seen with a child who matched the description of Aspen. A second sighting was made in the same area on Monday. The sheriff added that anyone who sees the man or Aspen is asked not to approach them. The Berkeley County Sheriff's Office says three people are facing charges after an investigation at the Hill Finkley Detention Center. Officials with the Sheriff's Office say a man was caught trying to cut the fence near the parking lot of the detention center back on November 7th. According to deputies, a sergeant tried to go up to the suspect, later identified as Tyshawn Pinckney, when he threw a package under a car and ran off. The Sheriff's Office says that package had several items in it, including more than 34 grams of a crystal-like substance, Four bags of marijuana, cigarettes, a cell phone with a charger, a digital scale, and more. Authorities tell us the staff was able to identify Pinckney because he'd been in jail before. 
The sheriff's office says investigators determined the contraband was intended for an inmate, 29-year-old Jamie and Robinson. Investigators say the inmate's wife, 28-year-old Kiara Robinson, gave Pinkney the contraband and bolt cutters. According to the sheriff's office, deputies got warrants for Jamie and Robinson for furnishing or possession of contraband by a prisoner. The sheriff's office also got a warrant for Kiara Robinson for furnishing contraband. A day of remembering family and friends gathered yesterday to honor and celebrate the life of Lavelle Davis Jr. Those who were touched by Lavelle Davis Jr.'s story gathered to say goodbye to the Dorchester County native. There were hundreds at his funeral and procession to honor the impact that he had made in just his 20 years of life. Many know him for his football skills, but more than his athletic abilities, many say he was a good person and a great friend. Let's live a life that Bill showed us how to live, a life of serving, a life of loving, a life of caring. Lavelle Davis showed us how to live. Davis was laid to rest at the Bethel AME Church Cemetery in his hometown of Ridgeville. A new video into the newsroom of the New England Patriots jet on the Charleston International Airport tarmac. CBS News is reporting the organization lent the plane to the University of Virginia football players so they could go to the funerals in the hometowns of their three teammates who were killed in that campus shooting two weeks ago on November 13th. Those three players, Devin Chandler, Deshaun Perry, and of course, Lavelle Davis Jr., two others were injured in that shooting. Charleston County intends to use a newly acquired plot of land to extend parking at one of the county's busiest boat landings. The purchase includes two lots adjacent to the boat landing on Simmons Street. Initial planning for the parking expansion is already underway, according to a news release. The Charleston County Park and Recreation Commission spent $1.9 million on a half-acre property that will extend parking at the Shem Creek Boat Landing. The boat landing will also undergo previously scheduled accessibility and drainage improvements, and the existing parking lot will be repaved this winter. Next week, the city of Charleston is starting a new initiative to crack down on fake IDs. The official start date of the ID scanner pilot program is December 5th for restaurants and bars on King Street. The IntelliCheck software's scanner can verify your identity and age through a mobile app, helping businesses spot fake IDs. The CEO of IntelliCheck says it will not take your personal information, just scan for age and identity verification. It'll be available for up to 31 restaurants, and so far more than 24 businesses have signed up to participate in the program and to use IntelliCheck's software. Well, next week, Patriots Point Naval Museum will host a free Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day Memorial service on board the USS Yorktown. Wednesday, December 7th at 11 a.m., everyone will pause to honor the 25 known South Carolinians who were killed during the 1941 Japanese attack. The service will include a wreath laying, tolling of a bell, and a traditional gun salute. The museum admission, it will be waived from 10 to 11 that morning for the service. In addition to the memorial service, Patriots Point will host a blood drive from 9 to 2. Visitors can honor the legacy of the fallen by donating blood. All blood donors will receive free parking in the museum lot and a $20 e-gift card. The Blue Angels are returning to the Low Country. The United States Navy's flight demonstration squadron will be in Beaufort this spring. 
The Blue Angels were at the Marine Corps Air Station getting ready for the air show coming to the base in April. They'll be bringing out the new Super Hornet that's bigger and faster. They also have new routines that are sure to dazzle fans. The exact dates have not been released, but no doubt about it, if you want the full experience, you need to see it and feel it in person. The performance will be sometime this April, and we, of course, will be sure to let you know when those exact dates are released. The Charleston County School District is addressing the needs of kindergartners in the county. Leaders in the school district hosted a conference yesterday with community members. CCSD Superintendent Don Kennedy says far too many kids are unprepared going into elementary school and they have called in reinforcements to help. Our Lauren Quinlan joins us live this morning. So Lauren, what is the school district trying to do? Good morning. Good morning, Katie. The district is looking to implement early learning tactics that the Mississippi Department of Education has already had great success in. And yesterday's keynote speaker was an early childhood director from Mississippi. Superintendent Donald Kennedy says the responsibility of the well-being of children is not only reliant on the school district, but the community as a whole. Therefore, community partners, local child care providers, and municipal partners were called to discuss kindergarten readiness. Kennedy says the issue is that kids in pre-K aren't learning how to read, write, or socialize in a classroom. So when they get to kindergarten, they are far behind, making it difficult for teachers to get them up to speed. Yeah, locally, we've seen this for, for a number of years. So this is not something that came up because of COVID. It was exacerbated because of COVID. After seeing the success that the Mississippi Department of Education has had after implementing kindergarten readiness, Kennedy knew CCSD needed their assistance. We are um, have been working really hard, really fast to be able to implement our state-funded pre-K program as well as our high-quality initiatives throughout the state in early childhood, and that could be pre-K classrooms as well as kindergarten classrooms. Typically in pre-K classrooms, Jill Dent with the Mississippi Department of Education says kids' days are filled with playing, whereas it should include preparing for kindergarten. She says Mississippi schools have been able to create high-quality classrooms by requiring pre-K teachers to have a degree in education with an emphasis in early childhood, practicing purposeful play and getting them ready to read. We really make sure that they have the foundational skills that they need before they go to kindergarten. Superintendent Kennedy says this is the beginning of this work in Charleston County and hopes to discuss actionable next steps. CCSD superintendent says they will continue to expand on the things they have already started while looking for more partners in the community. If you are interested in learning more about CCSD's pre-K programs, just visit our website at live5news.com and click on the story. Reporting for Live 5 News, I'm Lauren Quinlan. Celebrating birthdays today, actor-director Woody Allen is 87. Actress-singer Bette Midler is 77. Actress Charlene Tilton from Dallas is 64. Comedian Sarah Silverman turns 52 and actress Zoe Kravitz is 34. Thanks for joining us for Morning Y'all from Life 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Morning Y'all. Produced every weekday morning and sponsored by MUSC Health. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or listen anytime at live5news.com slash podcasts. And download the free Live 5 News app for your mobile device for the latest local news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.